You're listening to Everything's Totally Fine. Each episode, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host. So keep listening to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. Our guest today is a writer who lives in New York City. She's contributed to the Washington Post, the LA Times, Brooklyn Magazine, and regularly writes for Amy Poehler's Smart Girls. Danielle Sepulveres has published two books and is working on her third. And her and I talked a lot about honesty. Well, I guess the opposite of honesty. And we start off with a story about partying. So when I was in high school, I was afraid to throw parties. Well, also, it was kind of impossible because my parents never went away. And the parties that everyone always went to was when someone's parents were away for the weekend. And I went to a school with a lot of uh, affluent people whose parents were always on vacation. So someone was always someone always always had a house for the weekend. Uh, So I once had a party and my parents were actually home. Um, And the reason they let me throw it uh, is, well, because kind of because they were home. Um, But Mm -hmm. I just invited the track team. I was on the track team and it was like a co-ed sleepover thing. And they were like, yeah, okay, that sounds fun. Like you guys like we'll be home, you'll behave, whatever. And then, of course, like everyone was asking me, like, how are we going to sneak in alcohol? You know, like, how are we going to get beer? And I was like, you know, if you guys can bring it, we can like hide it downstairs and it'll be fine. And so um, we ended up having this kind of a rager party while my parents were upstairs. It was this crazy thing. It just it just happened. And there was champagne and there was beer and there was vodka and there was just like a lot of, you know, high school kids drinking way too much. Um, And then uh, I was super paranoid, though about, you know, getting caught because I I had made them swear. I'm like, you will not come downstairs. You will just like trust us and let us like have a good time downstairs and like have this party. And my mom was like, I promise, I promise. Like, I think they only came down at one point because like we ordered Domino's pizza or whatever. And and so um, as the night went on, we had two pukers, which was like not great. And that's uh, hard to hide. And had you been, were you an experienced drinker at this point? I wasn't. I actually like barely drank anything that night too, because I was still super anxious about everything. Like I was always kind of afraid to drink because uh, I was that person who watched those videos like in health class and, you know, where, you know, one per- someone has like, it seems like they have one drink and they die and, and right. you're like, oh my God, I should never drink alcohol, you know? Yeah. Oh and, yeah. That stuff like dare, that spoke to me. Oh my I was God. like, that will happen to me. I was that person where like most of my friends were like, whatever. And I was that person who thought, oh my God, no, it's real. It's real. Right. And uh, so I was, I was kind of a goody two shoes. Um, so but, then your parents weren't expecting there to be drinking then? Right? No, Probably. not at all. And like, and you know, and I swore to them up and down that there wouldn't be. And uh, as people were, because not everyone was sleeping over. So when some people left, like mm-hmm. people who hadn't been drinking, there were some DD people who were, you know, because I, I never would have let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had them take empties with them so that it, we wouldn't be... Very smart, right? right? To get rid of the evidence. Exactly. Yeah. So we wouldn't be overwhelmed in the morning with cleaning up. And also, like, just in case, like, my parents came downstairs in the morning, there wouldn't be, like, beer bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. So... 
Um, so we're sending like garbage bags out with everybody who leaves. We're like, you're taking this, find a dumpster, put it in there, you know, just, just get it out of here. And in the morning we were doing kind of this last minute, you know, cleanup and cause some of the boys have been playing caps. And so I was like, this is how I'll get caught is there'll be a beer cap under a throw pillow or something or under the couch. And, right. you know, two weeks from now, my dad will find it and I'll mm-hmm. be in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm scouring, I'm looking everywhere and I'm trying to find everything. And you've made and it so far to get to this point. I know. And I'm saying, and people are all leaving and I know it's like down to me and there's like maybe like two or three of my friends left and, and we're like, oh, let's go to the diner and, you know, get breakfast together. And, uh, and we had one more bag of trash to get rid of, of evidence, I should say. Right. And so I go, you guys go out through the garage. I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and get my car keys and, um, I'll meet you out front, like, or whoever needs a ride to the diner. And, uh, and so I go upstairs and my mom is standing at the big bay window, looking out, like watching my friends go down the driveway. And she turns to me with this face and she goes, we trusted you. We totally trusted you. You betrayed our trust. You had drinking here last night. You had kids drinking. And so my mind is working like very, very quickly and I don't know what to do. And I don't know if I should just start doing an automatic, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a complete apologetic confession. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then instead I just look to see what she's looking at out the window. And it's one of my few friends who were left, who was walking down the driveway and he's carrying the garbage bag over his shoulder. And she goes, look, look at your friend. He's carrying, that's what, beer bottles in there? What's in there? you know, alcohol. And I turned to her and I said, Oh, um, it's, you know, I I don't want to make a big thing about it, but he's kind of white trash and he carries his stuff around in garbage bags. Like, don't make him feel bad about it. And she believed me. And I felt like such a bad person because it was just such a rude, terrible thing to say, especially about a good friend of mine. Um, but uh, you know, it was, it was what, got me away with the party and it was uh funny because my friends at the diner were like oh your mom was looking out the window and she didn't look happy and I said oh yeah don't worry I handled it and they were like how and I didn't want to tell them so I didn't tell them what I did you didn't tell your friends no but you know it's also it helped the fact that my mom wanted to believe me that was Mm -hmm. what the the underlying part of it was she wanted to believe that she hadn't misplaced her trust in me right um and you were able to lie so quickly without having a history of getting away with things I know I know no, that's what makes me worried about myself a little bit. <laughs> and so have you told your mom at all after all I this haven't. Um, but I I sort of I sort of want to because there's another story sort of connected to it that I almost where I almost got caught doing something the one time I snuck out of my house mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger. This was like before I had a driver's license or anything. A friend of mine was sleeping over and these boys we were friends with. It wasn't even anything scandalous. They were just our friends. And mm-hmm. one of them, his parents weren't home and he had a hot tub and a pool. And we wanted to go over and like go swimming in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And they came and picked us up. We snuck out my window mm-hmm. and um, and we, you know, hung out all night. They drove us back literally right before the sun was coming up and we went in my room and pretended we'd been there the whole time. And later that day, my mom came to me and she goes, you know, you could have just told me what you did. And again, I had that moment of, do I apologize? Do I just like confess immediately? And then finally I said, what did I do? And she goes, you, you and your girlfriend, you went swimming in the pool last night. She's like, all your clothes that you threw in the wash reek of chlorine. Because I think I, I went in the hot tub in, like, a T-shirt and shorts, mm-hmm. actually, instead of a bathing suit for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, teenage girls and their body insecurities in right. front of boys, right. something to that effect. Um, 
And I, it never occurred to me how much it would stink of chlorine because hot tubs have so much more chlorine in them than a pool does. Right. But I like threw it in the wash, not thinking about covering my tracks at all. And she was like, oh, what'd you like? You went swimming in the middle of the night. She's like, you should have just hung the clothes out, outside till they dried. Like she's like, everything reeks of chlorine now in the, in the laundry basket. And I was like, oh, yes. Yep. Oh, that's yep. That's what we did. We went swimming in the middle of the night, which is technically true. Technically, it was true. And so she doesn't know about that either. She doesn't know about that either. But my neighbor actually knew about it because we had a hard time getting back into the house. So we stole a ladder from the neighbor. And then we had my friend uh, who had driven us home, like, take it and, like, throw it back on their lawn. And he knew it was in a different place. And so I ended up telling him about it. He was just like, he's like, was someone, but did someone at your house use our ladder and then throw it on our lawn? And I said, at, like, 630 in the morning on a Saturday? Yeah, that was us. <laughs> Sorry. Just I like that all these confrontations are so reasonable. <laughs> like your mom, every time she's she's like she just sounds so understanding, <laughs> yeah. and it's also calm. Like even in your responses, like right? you like take a second to collect yourself, and then it's all like just very neutral. <laughs> I think just the fact that when you're confronted with something, you can you take you take one second to like. <laughs> get more information from the person so that you can buy yourself some time like my default is I immediately everything turns white and it's like a hot panic and I know that I'm found out and then I'm like a sputtering mess like I've never I don't think I've ever successfully like you you're talking about that hot tub story reminds me of the time I broke my parents trust the worst time I was in high school and a hot tub had something to do with it I was like hanging out with my younger siblings and my younger neighbors. I was like the ringleader Mm -hmm. and wanted to play Survivor in the woods. And we wanted it to be real, so we decided to light a fire. Uh Uh-oh. And we dug up, like, a little hole. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it wasn't even fun. We couldn't even enjoy the fire because we had, like, I think I started it. My little brother was a Boy Scout. He helped out. We had my sister fanning the smoke. We had, like, my neighbor watching to make sure that the smoke wasn't, like, rising above the woods. Like, it was, like, pretty much we were just trying to control so we didn't get caught the whole time not really enjoying it. And my parents were gone. At, my older brother had, had an event, so my parents were gone. Then my neighbor, who, who she's known as Bean, she went home and noticed that her clothes smelled like smoke. And so she wanted to cover up the smell of smoke, so she grabbed hot tub fragrance her they had a hot tub and they had this like strong strawberry stuff we'd squirt in it to make the water smell like strawberry so she sprayed it on herself and then her mom was basically like why do you smell like hot tub fragrance and you're not wet oh my god yeah so it's like kind of a reverse evidence thing but it was like sure enough then it came out she smelled like smoke they went out upon the pit oh no and i don't think like there was no part of me that could i don't know i should have called you like you You should have called me you would have had some spin story yes if you gave yourself like five to six seconds but i think i was just like i mean i just got busted pretty much i was like (laughs) i just was a mess and then i lost their trust and then i got grounded so you didn't get in trouble no i didn't get in trouble you're right. I took a second. I figured it out and I handled right. it. Right. It's that composure because th- <laughs> like that's what can save a person. I guarantee I wasn't making eye contact when I when I said this, but um, which should have tipped her off anyway. But I think, like you said, I think I said it calmly enough that she bought it. Right. But, you know, I 
as I remember it, at least in one of those instances, I'm pretty sure I was looking at everything except for her, which should have given me away. Yeah, but she bought it. It sounds like she straight up, she she bought it. She bought it. <laughs> and then it's not like you were even, like, you never got cocky. No. Either. Like, because you didn't go back, you didn't go to the diner and brag to your friends and laugh. Like, nope. you had to hold that, which I, probably felt bad in its own. Like, did the trash boy, did he go to the diner? He was at the diner and he was my friend. And I felt, I actually felt so guilty even just sitting there with him that, you know, I said such a terrible thing about him to get away with the party but it honestly he probably would have been fine with it because it got us away with the party because like we all would have my mom probably would have called everyone's parents and gotten us all in trouble you know mm-hmm. so I I kind of guess I he sort of took one for the team without knowing it right <laughs> poor guy I mean you did it for the greater good right ultimately yeah, exactly but that doesn't make it comfortable no <laughs> I'm not going to go for a comfortable pun here, but if you want clothes that fit really well, go to yoursportswear.com and check out the athletic attire that they have to offer. You can find shorts and tank tops that are perfect for working out during the hot summer months. And if you use the promo code ETFSHOW, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Now back to Danielle. And this next story, like any great story, includes a disclaimer. Uh, yeah, this whenever I, I talk about this, that's what I say. Before you judge me and you hear this story, just know that girls used to send me home crying from elementary school and middle school pretty regularly. It was pretty terrible. Um, and they, you know, it was, uh, there were times that I avoided school events because uh, someone, a, a nicer person ahead of time would tell me that five or six girls were planning on trying to humiliate me at some, you know, the middle school dance or, you know. So they would organize these? They would organize these events, you know. And I mean, sometimes it was just as simple as, you know, you'd walk up to the table and you knew they were talking about you and they'd make it mm-hmm. obvious they'd been talking about you or you walked into the bathroom and they immediately stopped talking or, oh. you know. Um, or so, they would... so were you a popu- were you popular in school? I was not. Oh, <laughs> I was not. Sound, it sounds like something that happens to a popular person. <laughs> no, I was not popular uh, at all. The they were, quote unquote, the popular girls uh, for the most part. Okay. And um, I was, you know, but we had been, I guess, you know, friends more like kindergarten, first grade, and then as everybody was getting older, and then cliques began. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't really include. I was included in the way that. Uh, I was targeted, you know, like I was invited to stuff, but, you know, I would go to these sleepovers and, um, you know, wake up with, you know, some kind of garbage in my hair or my bra in the freezer. And, you know, and they were, you know, it was always this very mean girl thing of, oh, we do it to everybody. Like, you know, everybody has a turn of getting their bra in the freezer. And I kept thinking, I haven't seen it happen to any of you. And I haven't been part of doing it to anybody else, but okay. Hmm. Um, And actually, this just tangent just reminded me because I was so paranoid of them doing it to me. And then that was the other thing. You you didn't want to go to this the slumber party because you didn't want it to happen to you. But you didn't want to not go because then they talk about you because, you know, when you're nine, you're like, oh, my God, they they're going to say all these terrible things about me Mm -hmm. or gossip about me all night when you're nine. That's the worst possible thing. Right. And And it's a real fear. I mean, it's not even that paranoid. No. Yeah, it totally would happen because whenever the one person wasn't there, that's who you talked about. And, you know, I'm I'm guilty of that, too. I'm not going to say I wasn't because uh, you wanted to feel included for once. Yes. Um, but so I went to one and I was like, oh, I don't want to wake up with stuff in my hair. I don't want to wake up with lipstick on my face. I just don't want to do it. So what happened was when everybody was falling asleep, 
I drew on my own face with lipstick. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Genius. Right? So you like preemptively attacked yourself. I preemptively attacked myself and then uh, in the middle of the night when I guess someone was trying to do it to me or something, then they, they realized that it was already there and then they didn't, they were confused because they didn't know who had done it. And then they, like everybody woke up and cause she was like, oh my God, there's all this stuff on Danielle's face. And so everybody woke up and I was like, what? And I totally played dumb. But then what happened was, this is, this is actually, I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner. Um, they they blamed it on this girl who was n- newer to the school, and they were like, well, you know, you did because they were they were trying to figure out who did it, and everybody's going, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. So now they're they're all ganging up and blaming this girl, and she starts crying, and she she comes to me and she's like, I swear I didn't do it, and so then I felt too guilty about it. So then I said, all right, I have I have to admit something to the group. Yeah, I said I did it to myself. I I did it because I didn't want you to do it to me. So then they thought I was insane. (laughs) But you know what? I don't regret doing, even though they wouldn't talk to me for weeks after that. And they told everyone at school, they're like, she's so nuts. She did this thing to herself. And it's, it was very enjoyable to me to see them all confused and being like, did you, you know, like to each other, like, I thought you were the one who was supposed to do it. Yeah. And so like that gave me a little bit of satisfaction, but then the fact that they, uh, completely started, you know, bullying this other girl who definitely, who I knew hadn't done it. You know, I wasn't going to let her, you know, she started, she was bawling her eyes out and I thought, oh my God, why would I let this happen to someone else when it's the same thing that usually happens to me? I can't mm-hmm. be that person. I can't mm-hmm. be like one of them. Right. And so I, so I told the truth and I said, even though it was hard, cause you know, when you're that age. Oh, that and, requires bravery. Yeah. I mean, no matter what age, it was yeah. a group of people it was that a, you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. And they, they also, like, didn't believe me at first, too, because it does sound sort of crazy that you would right. do that. But then when you think about it, it's like, look at the position you put me in. You guys made me feel crazy enough that I drew on my own face with lipstick so that you wouldn't do it. Like, And they were going to do it. They I were mean, it going worked. To you do were it. right. I was right. And so where were you when you applied it? Like, so it was after they all went to sleep? Yeah. I literally, like, snuck my hand into, like, my little backpack and, like, pulled it out. And um, Like, you had your backpack and, near your pillow kind yeah. of thing? Like, you had had to premeditate all of this. Yeah. And um, Was it your lipstick or your It was mom's? my lipstick. And it was probably, like, a wet and wild, something ridiculous, some mm-hmm. ridiculous bright color. And just in the dark, I was like, woo. <laughs> and I just like moved it around my face. And then I was, and then at one point, cause you know, I didn't have a mirror to look and I was like, I wonder if this is too much. Did I do too much? Like I couldn't, and I couldn't tell like until I saw it like a little bit later, <laughs> but. And what, how are you feeling about yourself when you were doing it? Um, I, it was weird. Cause I, f- it, it's, that, oh God, it's such a good question because I, now that you, you say that, I remember at the time it was an equal measure. I felt bad and I also felt kind of proud in a way, just sort of like a little bit of, you know, you're not going to get me kind of proud, Mm -hmm. but also so bad that I was resorting to this because then, you know, kind of already that little voice in the back of your head that's like telling you right from wrong, even as a kid, you're like, Mm -hmm. why didn't, why did you come though? Like, why didn't you just stay home then? Like, or, you know, why do you want to be around these people when this is, this is what it comes to?
it's ironic because you're there because you want to be included, mm-hmm. but then you're forced to have, you're I- completely isolated in this moment. Right. And you prepared for this isolation. <laughs> like you packed it. This was premeditated and it kind of had to be. Yeah. And it's totally normal. Like I've been to those sleepovers mm-hmm. and it's brutal. It is. Yeah. Um, so then after your, your like act of bravery <laughs> and saying like, I did this to myself, did you become friends with the new girl? Uh, actually, I sort of did, but then they adopted her into their mean girl group, and and she, she got you know, converted. She yeah, she got converted into the the popular side of things. So it happens. It happens. One more time, just in case you were driving during that last plug, go to URSportswear.com and you can check out athletic attire that was designed by a woman to help other women feel comfortable when they're working out. And use the promo code ETFSHOW to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Now we'll go back to Danielle and hear the story she had originally planned to tell. And so we had this project in the fourth grade where we had to draw uh, a sea creature. I am a terrible artist. I can't even draw a stick figure. I basically, I think, like stenciled, uh, I don't even remember what I drew, but uh, like a dolphin, I think. And it was teeny tiny because it was the only way I could make it look reasonably like a dolphin. Right. And and I was also kind of a perfectionist in school and, and I loved my fourth grade teacher and like adored her and just wanted to always be perfect for her. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I was really disappointed in myself that I couldn't do a better job. And then one of the ringleader mean girls had this amazingly beautiful stingray that she hadn't even drawn. A friend of the family had drawn for her and she handed oh. it in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did how and, did you, so had she been bragging about that or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would, but it was like, it was like charcoal and like pencil. It was just like this. It was a beautiful sketch. And, uh, you know, and so all the pictures went on the wall uh, in the classroom mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and hers was prominently displayed in the middle. And, and I just like felt angry every time I looked at it because everybody was like, you're so amazing, even though she hadn't even drawn it herself. Right. And uh, one day I was at sc- after school. I had some kind of, you know, club to to meet with after school. And I realized I left a book in my desk because in elementary where I was we didn't have lockers yet mm-hmm. and also this is in the days before things are the way they are so doors were always open so I just went back to my classroom to go get my notebook or my textbook whatever I needed and as I went in there and it was quiet and nobody was there I was looking at that wall <laughs> and looking at this stingray and Whatever you're about to do. So you're, so this idea didn't hit you until you were in the classroom. Until I was in the classroom. I do you not... remember the moment? Like, you were walking towards your desk? <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I was actually, I think it was leaving. I had already gotten my book, and I was leaving, and I just stopped and looked at the wall. And I just got angry at, you know, at just it, it, those girls and, and how mean they were and, and how they enjoyed it and, and mm-hmm. how bad I used to feel all the time because of them. And she was getting an A-plus for something she didn't even do. And so I saw the box of crayons that was on on the table underneath the wall, and I looked at her drawing, and then I looked at the box of crayons again, and I picked one up, and I drew purple crayon, like, through the whole thing, and I just, like, completely destroyed it. And then, um, to cover my tracks, I drew on a couple other people's. <laughs> Even my own. <laughs> oh, my, of course you drew on your own. Yeah, you have this, you have, like, you're able, like, 
I feel like I'm a terrible person right now. I don't think so. I think you're always you're always trying to do the right thing. And you are sure to harm yourself in the process. Like on your way to seek justice. Okay, so did you so you put the you put the red cran or the purple crayon back in the container? Mm-hmm. Like were, were your hands shaking at all? Uh-huh. And I was sweating and I was nervous and I left and then I felt super guilty and really bad, but also also couldn't wait to get to school the next day. I was gonna ask you so you couldn't so so there was no trepidation because you know I, you're gonna walk in the classroom and people are gonna be whispering and wondering what's yeah. happening and you're gonna have to keep it together. Yeah, I well I was nervous. Like as I'm going to school, I'm feeling, you know, that sick feeling in my stomach, like you know you did something wrong and it's 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 bad and, and you're a bad person and even though she might have deserved it, you know, should have taken the high road and whatever. And have um, you told anybody, is there any confidant? You're nope. holding all this in I'm your, in your all, little fight. I, I think this might be the first time I'm telling this story, I gotta be honest. And so this is this is uh, a good sixteen years later, yes. And I think you this haven't is, you how did you hold that all yourself? I don't know. I I really don't know. I think because you know what, I'm starting to feel like maybe this was after the slumber party with the lipstick incident because I think because of how they reacted to that, maybe. I'm not sure. Or maybe I just knew that I would just be completely ostracized. You know, I was, you know, wanting to be liked and and not being liked. So I was I was this like struggling pre-adolescent girl, which is obviously such a common thing that I, you know, that I learned over the years. But at the time, you feel like it's just you. Right. And nobody gets what it feels like to be left out of things or to be, you know, treated yes. like less. Yes. Than... And it, that's what the problem is. At least it was for me is was that I felt alone. Mm-hmm. I felt like nobody wanted to be around me mm-hmm. and then that kind of problem just feeds into itself because then you're not telling people right and it, yeah it is the and problem. you're like they just don't like me what is it about me that they don't like and then you you end up sort of even losing your own personality because you're right. trying so hard to be someone that they like mm-hmm. even though how you are there's nothing wrong with how you are they've just you know immaturely decided that you're going to be a target for whatever reason because right. it's you know and then two weeks it'll be somebody else but at the time you just you don't realize that it has nothing really to do with you it has everything to do with them and it was also like as soon as I did it too I I also felt bad and you know and I also couldn't believe I had done it like oh yeah I had that moment of oh my god did I actually do this I actually did this and then you know and then I had like the you know the two voices in your head well she deserves it she's always terrible to you and and you know she's always saying terrible things about you and getting people to behave awfully towards you and then the other part of me was just like, God, mom and dad would be so upset with you right now. They know what you did, you know. <laughs> and the next day, did, did you see, was it still on the wall? You could see your scribbles. Mm-hmm. And were you like, that Like that looks like me. Like, that is my work. Yeah, that, I, uh, that's what I said. I was like, oh, my God, that looks like, you know, I, it's not words, but maybe people will recognize recognize my penmanship somehow. Like, like the squiggles look like how I draw. I don't know. Like, or they know I like the color purple. I, I like something's gonna give me away. Um, yeah, it was just. And the funny thing was, I remember too. All her friends in that clique were far more upset about it than she was. She just was more enjoying the attention she was getting mm-hmm. from the. Uh, you know, the tragedy. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody is consoling her and, you know, being nice to her that day and, and like doing things for her because she was attacked unfairly. And that's why, like, it's not so if I could go back in time, like I, you know, I don't know that I'd do it again. But I mean, she obviously didn't learn anything. And no. then she just got more of what she wanted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, and because also at that age, you think to yourself, you know, I feel 
attacked all the time and there's never anybody here to console me or, or make me feel better. And, and she's, you know, awful to people all the time and, and still has a steady stream of people wanting to support her and like right. be her friends. Yeah. In a way, like at the end of it, she had more connections and more support mm-hmm. and you were more ostracized. Yeah. Because you were holding this. Yep. Without secret. anybody even knowing what I did. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. true. Yep. And I think, and also it was another thing I, I wanted to tell my mom so bad, but then I knew she'd, she'd make me go, you know, confess and because mm-hmm. uh, it would be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's our show. Our theme music is by Danny Janino and our art is by Jen Hamilton. Also a special thanks this week to Libby Spears and Blueprint Films. If you like the show, please rate us and give us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thanks for listening.